0: Welcome to the Detroit Regional Chamber's Power of Ann podcast. Each episode brings together a range of voices representing the complexity of political issues in Michigan with the goal of embracing an and approach rather than either or policy solutions. Hello and welcome to this episode of the Power of Ann podcast. I'm your host Rod Liggins, recording at the Detroit Regional Chamber's new headquarters in Campus Martius. Joining me today to discuss economic and neighborhood development in the city of Detroit, a topic here in the city, are two wonderful guests that I've had the pleasure of working with over my time at the city and here at the chamber. First, we have Councilmember Letitia Johnson representing the east side of Detroit and the 4th District. Councilmember Johnson founded the nonprofit Mecca Development Corporation prior to joining the city council. Here, she partnered with residents to implement the community closet-free store, skill-building programs and the Rehab of Affordable Houses. Joining us also from the Detroit Economic Growth Corporation is LaShawna Manigault. LaShawna is responsible for small business services and is the director of the District Business Liaison Program. First, let me say welcome to you both.
1: Thank you. Thank Thank you for having us. Thank you for having me.
0: So it's been a couple of months since the debate surrounding economic development incentives for District Detroit was in the news. There's been some residential pushback on downtown developments due to the perceived lack of community involvement, whether it be the concern that Detroiters would not be hired or where there would be lack of affordable housing and the general appetite for tax incentives. From both of your perspectives, was there actually a disconnect between the developers and the residents? And Councilmember Johnson, I'll start with you.
1: So I think um, what we saw from the developers was actually a tremendous amount of outreach uh, going through the community benefits ordinance process, um, as well as just being connected, I will say at least, with uh, council members. Um, I had the opportunity to meet with the developers multiple times, um, express to them what I thought was of extreme importance for residents in the City of Detroit. I think one of the things that we really want to focus on relative to the larger development projects like District Detroit is recognizing the citywide impact. Uh, And although we have the Community Benefits Ordinance, I think Um, It is important for all of us to remember and recognize that there is a citywide impact and um, everyone essentially in the fold should be involved in that the process, working with developers and identifying opportunities um, citywide that can be beneficial for residents.
0: Okay, Shawna,
1: thank you for
2: that. The team was really focused on, uh, the work that we're doing is really focused on engaging residents and business owners. Uh, we partner closely with the Department of Neighborhoods, and we were really um, out here just ensuring that people understood what was going on. So again, to Councilwoman Johnson's point, um, the outreach went really deep and far and wide. It, there was an attempt there to make sure that people were really prepared for this information. Um, we got a lot of great feedback. People were really excited about the development, some not so sure, but everything is really about education. And so we just really feel like it's important that people are educated about what's going on, again, see the citywide impact versus just the local impact and the immediate impact, because we do understand things tend to move pretty quickly. Um, But at the same time, we just wanted to make sure that people had the information that they needed to make educational decisions and be able to share their feedback.
0: Okay. So, LaShawn, I'm going to stay with you right now on this, and would you say that this time in the city of Detroit, is a business better poised now than ever before to create, grow, and stay in the city of Detroit?
2: I feel like that's a yes and no, right? So I do feel like there are opportunities for additional resources for small businesses. We have a plethora of resources that are kind of, you know, centered around capital or just educational pieces. Um, a lot of them are around startups to help people start small businesses. Um, but we are really strategically focused on growth at this time. Uh, We have a lot of legacy business owners here, folks that have been here for generations that are taking over family businesses or that have just been in the community for a long time. And the focus of the small business ecosystem or community is really about helping and helping those uh, legacy businesses stay in place, um, I feel like our mayor, our city has done a great job of ensuring that people have the information that they need and resources. But of course, we could do a better job um, after COVID happened. Um, a lot of businesses had to pivot as a whole. You know, they went from brick and mortar and selling stuff face to face, body to body, to having to go online and e-commerce their stores. And that was definitely a challenge um, for our small business owners. But, you know, from all different areas, we're working to fill some of those gaps. Uh, we partner with, you know, some of the universities for technology symposiums. We work with uh, some of the organizations to help bridge the digital divide, not only for small business, you know, not only for residents, uh, but for small business owners. And I think these initiatives will continue um, to help pour into our business community um, and help them thrive.
0: Yeah, I think we've, we've seen and heard about some unique issues or concerns. I wouldn't necessarily call them problems. That are unique to the city and it's good to see that there are efforts being made to resolve those. Uh, Councilmember Johnson um, to you again like I said the the same question having now experienced both sides of the economic development first as a business leader and now an elected official how would you describe what the city has to offer to small businesses?
1: So I think we have a number of programs mm-hmm. for small businesses that can really help them get started. Um, One of the opportunities that I see is really making sure that we're doing outreach. Um, Earlier in the year, we talked about having our district business liaisons working with aspiring entrepreneurs. Um, We know we have Motor City Match uh, and really identifying a physical location for an entrepreneur And then walking people through the process. I think one of the areas of great opportunity is just ensuring that the resident, average Detroit resident that's interested in starting a business in their neighborhood, that they have the assistance to go through that process. Um, And that is recognizing that um, whether you're working with a CDFI, making sure the CDFI returns phone calls to that individual, making sure that if you are working with a typical financial institution, um, that the individual is aware that their personal credit needs to be at par, um, that they have collateral. You know, they're going to look for those things. And I think a lot of individuals in our community that aspire to open a business in our neighborhood, have to really be walked through that process because they may not be familiar with it. Um, And I think that's the difference between um, where we are today and where we can be. And that will dramatically impact our neighborhood commercial corridors. We know that our neighborhood commercial corridors are typically businesses that are owned and operated by residents. Uh, And I think that is uh, extremely important for us to focus on. I also want to keep in mind that as residential property values increase, commercial property values are increasing as well. And so having access to capital has always been a challenge, especially for our neighborhoods in the city of Detroit, but ensuring that people can truly access the capital to acquire or to lease um, and to continue to be able to run their business and grow their business Uh, I think, are some some areas that we can improve upon. Uh, A lot of people don't know about Motor City Match. I am in the East Warren Corridor. That's part of District 4. And we're seeing just a tremendous amount of growth in that corridor over the last couple of years with the strategic neighborhood funds. Uh, And I have residents who reach out to me saying, I'd like to open up a restaurant um, in this building or that building. And my first connection is to the DEGC, to their business liaison, to walk them through the process to be able to do so.
0: And that's been a great program from the DEGC is is simply that, is to be able to walk that person through it because they have the vision, they have the passion. The DEGC is also in power with making that dream the reality. And I think that's a big thing that a lot of people really are starting to become aware of because just like dropping a a pebble into the pond, it's a ripple effect. When you start on East Warren, then it goes on. You start over the avenue of fashion, then you see it spread in those areas. So these are some of the things that we're talking about as far as economic growth in the neighborhoods that a lot of people really don't see as much of because we've got so much going on downtown. But if you were to ask the average trader about the city, they would probably say, and I've heard some that did say, downtown gets the dollars, neighborhoods get the pennies. So, Councilmember, I'll just ask you first has City Council and the state been too focused on downtown, or is there now a shift to also focus more attention and investment in neighborhoods?
1: So, I think, um, let me speak for myself. so we talked about District Detroit, right? Um, and we know that is a development project that is bringing 10 buildings online or um, changing at least some of them for them to uh, provide more development opportunities in the city of Detroit. And having the conversation around District Detroit, it was important for me to ensure that we do away with that perspective that people have. And so my thought and my decision, my conversation around District Detroit was, okay, how do we also ensure that there is development that's happening in District 4? As we are supportive of this project, and I I hope we have an opportunity to delve a little bit into the Downtown Development Authority and their impact on projects downtown and and tax implications and all of those things. But um, I think that's residents should be very clear about that and the impact or how do I say it? Um, the minimal, the the fact that the there is no tax implication for the city of Detroit and the city's general fund um, on projects that happen within the downtown development authority's footprint. But I also think it's important for us as council members to ensure that there's development that's happening within our neighborhoods. And um, one of the things that I was really focused on was making sure that affordable home ownership was an opportunity in District 4, um, because all too often we see residential properties that are being demolished, but We don't really talk about what's next with that land in our neighborhoods. And um, I was really focused on making sure that we were bringing in affordable housing development projects in the district, as well as those that are a part of District Detroit. So I think you'll continue to see a little bit more of that so that we can all say collectively that our focus is not only on downtown, but also in our neighborhoods, because If we only develop downtown Detroit, we will just have a heartbeat downtown, and we won't have anything within our neighborhoods, and none of us want to see that because we all sleep in our neighborhoods, right? Uh, I think we all want to see thriving neighborhoods in addition to the continued growth and development downtown.
0: Uh, One, I think you've given us our topic for our next podcast, but (laughs) (laughs) as we stay on topic with this one, LaShawn, I'll ask you from the DEGC. Is there enough effort being done for economic development in the neighborhoods, or are we still too focused on downtown Detroit?
2: Well, I would like to think so. Um, just want to talk about the Motor City Match Program since we brought that up a little bit earlier. So, you know, they just celebrated their 23rd round. Uh, we re- recently have 19 new business owners um, located across all the districts in the city of Detroit. Um, and those neighborhoods are Cadillac Heights, Franklin Park, Milwaukee Junction, Bagley, um, and others. And so we're just really excited. We feel like the word is getting out. Business owners are popping up everywhere. Uh, we're celebrating new grand openings. Um, we have many any programs that uh, wrap their arms around small business owners. I'm the director of one of them, uh, the District Business Liaison Program. We have a district person in every area to focus on helping small businesses through their processes, any red tape they may incur, educating them on what the resources are, and just really getting the word out and helping make co- those connections to all the available uh, resources. Um, during COVID, you know, Detroit Means Business was also launched, and that's one of our um, partners um, at the D. EGC. And um, they're recently working on small business owner advocates. And that's a fellowship program. Um, That's 10 months. um, And it's for local entrepreneurs. And it's guided by mentors. And those SBOA fellows uh, will have an opportunity to refine their leadership skills, learn new things, um, unlock their potential, become capital ready and ultimately work with other um, entrepreneurs in the similar industries to make sure that they also are learning um, just through general feedback and, um, you know, fellowship. So we have so many programs that really support um, entrepreneurs. We have the Green Grocer Program, um, which has been recently refunded, that supports um, green grocers and grocery stores, and it's incentivizing um, new businesses grocery businesses coming into the community. Um, And so there's focus on that. We know Detroit has been considered a food desert um, over the years. And so we're working to um, dispel those uh, issues and bring new life into the grocery programs. So there's just a plethora of services, especially within our Small Business Services Department at the DGC, that can really help small businesses. And we're really making it our business to get the word out. Um, The small business ecosystem consists of over 60 um, providers or nonprofits, universities that are all really working together uh, collaboratively to address the issues that small business owners are having based on the feedback that we're getting. And then we're really just making it our business to be out in the community, um, host events, uh, networking opportunities, classes, and anything that the business owner is demanding or the entrepreneur or business owner is demanding of us to level up and make resources more accessible. So we feel like we're doing a good job. We haven't touched everybody, but we're definitely moving in the right direction. And it can only grow from here. Um, There's a new RFQ out also from Detroit Means Business for additional service providers. um, To speak about what I talked about earlier about, you know, a lot of these small business resources at one time were really focused on startups. And so although we have that, we understand that there was a lost market in those legacy business owners who were looking to grow. Um, And so through this new RFQ, through Detroit Means Business, uh, the ESPO of fellowship and uh, the continued efforts of Motor City Match and the district business liaisons, Uh, we definitely are working to wrap our arms around small business owners and uh, make sure that businesses in the neighborhood understand that these resources are here for them.
0: Okay. Now, I know that both of you, you guys are boots on the ground. You're not from a faraway place in this big tower. You're actually meeting with these folks who want to turn their vision into reality as far as starting businesses What are some of the things that the folks who want to become entrepreneurs, what are they looking for when they decide where to locate physically their business?
2: Well, everybody wants to be in the new hotspot, right? So whether you're looking at Avenue of Fashion or East Warren, West Warren, there's so many strategic neighborhoods and so many areas across the city um, and neighborhoods across the city uh, that are just, you know, that are have been revitalized, have new life, you know, based on this, all this new investment and concentration on the neighborhood. So people definitely want to be in the areas where there's already a lot of activity and investment and growth. Um, but you know, we're always working on new areas. Um, you know, there's new opportunities for new projects and new investment and in seven mile areas and the Brightmoor areas and, um, um, the Harper areas. And there's just so much going on right now with these revitalization efforts. And, um, there's just there's not a bad place to be at this point, because as soon as you set foot on the ground, um, you realize that there are other people in that area who are also looking for that investment um, and they're connected and they're making their voices heard. And we hope to see investment soon to follow. So there's no good bad place
0: We're we've been Detroiters for quite a long time. We remember the days where if somebody wanted to start a business, OK, you can start here, then go over there and then you talk to them. But but the entities were not talking with each other. So how do you feel the city works with entities like the DGC and others that will help enable for new businesses, specifically in the neighborhoods and what can be seen by Detroit that can be a showcase for other cities across the nation?
1: So um, I can specifically point to East Warren again. In District 4 and probably in all of our districts, uh, residents have been asking for sit down restaurants. Uh, I know that we had been looking for sit down restaurants for probably at least 15 years when the old Blue Point closed on East Warren and Cadu. And now I call East Warren the East Warren, the restaurant row because there are easily 10 restaurants that will open up within the next two years on East Warren. Uh, And so when residents in District 4 ask me about development in the city, I clearly point to East Warren. Now here's what's unique about East Warren um, that may not be so unique in other parts of District 4 as it relates to commercial corridors. There were individuals and many of them from the city of Detroit, who said, I wanna open up a restaurant here. One individual, Eddie Carrington, uh, is actually in the process of rebuilding a, what used to be a bank, a small financial institution that was on the corner. Uh, And every time I turn the corner, when I'm leaving my house, I see it, and I just get absolutely amazed by it, at how quickly it's going up. It will be 18 apartment units, Um, Half of them will be affordable. There will be a restaurant on the ground floor. And so I know that Mr. Carrington had some financial challenges to overcome, especially during the pandemic as costs were skyrocketing. But he made sure to reach out, to reach out to the DEGC, to reach out to me, and help to facilitate um, having those discussions to ensure that he had gap financing, Um, in order to start the project. Uh, And so now he started the project and they're moving rather quickly. Uh, That then sparks other projects that come online. Well, with the Strategic Neighborhood Funds, there were three projects already primed and ready to move forward. Um, And now with his development, we are seeing so many other buildings come online as a result of... And when you think about how long it had been before a new building was erected in the city of Detroit. Now you see one, you see another. And you just continue to see that motivation. I think people are really excited. I think East Warren, specifically, you probably can't find a building for sale now. (laughs) And so, you know, that's a great problem to have. And so now it gives me the opportunity to say, okay, have you looked at East Jefferson? Have you looked at Whittier, have you looked at any buildings on Gratiot? So it's, we'll, we'll continue to see that momentum. I just want people to know and realize that we're all here to provide that support. If you connect with us, and I think that's the key, getting people to connect with us, and then I can always direct them to the DEGC or anyone else who can provide that support to make sure they can address all of their financing and get to the finish line.
0: And I think that's a great way to conclude with the connecting part, because that's what I want to make sure that we leave our listeners with. So I'm going to start with you first, Councilmember Johnson. How can residents or those who would like to start businesses in your particular district, District 4, which is Detroit's Far East Side, how can I get in touch with you?
1: Absolutely. Thank you for that. Um, they can always, always reach me via email or phone. Our my email address is councilmemberjohnson at detroitmi.gov. Again, that's councilmemberjohnson at detroitmi.gov. And the phone number is area code 313-224-4841. Again, 313-224-4841. We'd love to have Anyone who's interested in opening up a business and moving into District 4, all of that, uh, we welcome it. uh, So please reach out.
0: And Lashana, your final thoughts and how can people get in touch with you and the DEGC?
1: Thank you so much. Well,
2: I just wanted to piggyback on something Councilwoman Johnson said about uh, Eddie Carrington and the development on East Warren. Um, There's so much going on with just collaboration. So not only are developers like Carrington and my other minority owners doing great things, but they're also creating their own institutions to help support other minority uh, developers early stage. They're answering questions. They're taking them through the process. Um, There's organizations and real estate association of developers is a good one uh, where people are really Plugging in to say, hey, I just own this property and I don't have any idea what to do with it. And I just really appreciate there's a vibe about Detroiters. Like we're not trying to hold the information back, no gatekeepers. We're here to share the wealth and to spread the word because we all understand that there's, you know, just. Just disconnect uh, from the information. So everybody's doing their part. And so with that, I would just say uh, the best way to get in touch with me um, through the DGC is my email address. And that's my first initial L for Lashana, last name Manigault, M-A-N-I-G-A-U-L-T at degc.org. Uh, my phone number directly is 313-657-8495. And if you are in District 4 and you count contact your council person. She's going to reach out to me as well. So uh, it's, it's, a, it's a loop. We got you uh, full circle uh, service here. So thank you.
0: I appreciate that. Councilmember Letitia Johnson, City Council District 4, and Lashawna Manago from Detroit Economic Growth Corporation. Thank you so much for joining me today. For the listeners out there, you can learn more about this podcast, today's guests, and find more episodes on our website, DetroitChamber.com. Thanks a lot and have a great day.